Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings is not only this hack's favorite sports book, but also America's top-rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's, it's easy to navigate and has plenty of instructions for newbies and nearly limitless ways for you to get in on the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know because they've been texting me as such, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 inside credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if your team comes home, you win $100 inside credits. Now, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on promotions such as baseball, hockey, Major League Baseball, MMA, and plenty others. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on any basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. Newcomers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast Summer Edition, where we still bring you unfiltered, unfocused, and high-energy hockey talk with a bit of a summer flair. So it's time to grab your rollerblades, grab the sunscreen, put the speakers in the window, and partay. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett Summer Edition, ladies and gentlemen. Another summer episode to put out there for all of you out there. Hope you are having a great time out there. And as we say in the intro, it is time to put the speakers in the window and partay. It is, you know, probably be around maybe the end of June or at least July as whenever you listen to this. We are hitting the doldrums of summer, ladies and gentlemen. The hockey is getting a little bit thinner. The Stanley Cup playoffs are humming along. And we're here to talk about, yes, minor league hockey, everyone, because that's what your downloads are are all about. So um, so I hope everyone out there is having a good summer so far out there in uh, Bears Nation. You know, this everything's slowly starting to come together with the American Hockey League. As I talked about last time, there was realignment. And we're starting to see the pieces of a season come together. And as the offseason's humming along, 
well, we're looking to get back to normalcy around the league. And what's more normal in the offseason than contract signings? Yes. Yep. And that's what we are going to, to talk about today. And so I needed someone who um, who's had a little bit more time to talk about this than I do as I've been busy covering game overs for the Hockey Podcast Network, which, by the way, go check out, ding, 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 as we are hitting the playoff teams. So I'm bringing over from Bears Hockey Nation, from Sinbin. He covers the Hershey Bears via on the Sinbin as well. Um, he started his own podcast of his own recently. I am talking about Corey Schwartz. Corey, thank you for joining me, man, and welcome aboard. Hey, Richard. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, thank you for uh, for coming on. Um, you know, just the, you know, we're on here to talk about the Hershey Bears. We're hitting the off season, and um, we've had some contract signings that we're uh, we're going to go through, and we're going to talk about. So. First up on the docket, um, we're going to go back a little bit and kind of get a little bit at the beginning of this. Um, Joe Snively returns to the team, and um, good to see him. Always a vital part of the Hershey Bears as well as he is um, a part of the speed game the Bears like to play and a part of the transition game that Spencer Carberry loves to play as well. Just your quick thoughts on Snively sticking around. Yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, he's one of those guys, he's, you know, a little smaller, but like you said, fast as all get out. Um, you know, really important to supplement Hershey's scoring with. I mean, he's he's gotten better, you know, each of the last couple of years he's been here. Uh, you know, a really important piece, I think, to have as, you know, I mean, we can think back to his first game back in 2019 when he joined the team out of college. I mean, it was a game winner. Uh, big win over Providence. It feels like it's so long ago, but you know, the the kid's got a clutch factor to him. Um, you know, obviously, I think he, being in the Capitals organization, agrees with him being a Virginia native, and um, you know, great to have him aboard. I can't wait to see what he does with the full season. You know, seemingly his first full actual season in Hershey after even after three years. So uh, glad to have him back in the fold. I mean, you know. First, in, uh, a big list of the restricted free agents to come off the board here, for sure. Definitely, and that's something we're going to be saying a lot of over the summer is, you know, first full season, because there's there's nobody that's counting what's happened last year as a full season. Uh, so another signing, and one that you and me were both very excited about, was Axel Janssen-Fialbi returning him and his beautiful hair returning and just last year, he really had a knack for just being a pest on the penalty kill. A couple of his goals coming on those, um, coming on breakaway goals. And um, he always loves to shoot from that that right circle, um, top corner snipe. It seems like his spot to shoot from, and it, it always works out. And I'm not going to argue about getting more AJ back in, in my Hershey Bears. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. Like you said, uh, a secret weapon for the Bears, shorthanded, I thought, in a lot of scenarios, too. I mean, even the chances he didn't score on, you know, if you turn the puck over to him, it's always in the back of your mind. I'm sure it was in the back of the mind of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms for a good portion of last season, where if you gave him the puck, he would burn you. He's you know, one of those guys, he's so hard to catch. Uh, you know, even when he wasn't scoring on the chances he got shorthanded, I mean, he would, you know, Pass it off. I think he was paired up most often with Brett Leeson 
And I think, you know, that benefited Leeson in a lot of ways too, is he, you know, was uh, able to get the, get those chances. Uh, I think Shane Gersich was another player who had a shorthanded goal, you know, kind of off of the effort of um, Axel, if I remember correctly. So, you know, really important player to sign. I mean, if he keeps getting better and Washington, you know, starts to trend younger, I would, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see him get a shot at the NHL level here pretty soon. So let's, let's transition on that. Or as Ross has said on friends, pivot, uh, Shane Gersich yesterday was announced as another signing of the Washington Capitals. A uh, one-year, two-way deal. Um, all these deals, ladies and gentlemen, are seven hundred and fifty grand on the NHL level for all you uh, keyboard and armchair GMs out there. Um, I am not. Uh, me and my friends kind of believe that this is really a do-or-die or make-or-break year for Shane Gersich. It's not to say he's he's terrible or anything. Um, his first professional season, um, he hung around with the Capitals a lot and even is a Stanley Cup champion as a part of the Black Aces of that team. But it just seems like he's been really treading a lot of water in Hershey, and he's sort of gotten the fighting bug a little bit, the pest bug, or the Brad Marchant virus, for all of you who know. Um is do you feel like this is a real show me year for Shane Gersich? For me personally, I, I think so. I think he's got another gear in him offensively that I like to see him number one get the chance to take. But I mean, he's uh, you know really found his niche kind of with the Bears as a two way skater, and that's not to say that he you know doesn't have the gear in him to score because I mean we saw Brian Pinho do that basically without having the opportunity to play on the power play for so many years is uh you know some of my friends like to point out to me a lot of times you know put free brian pinho is i believe the hashtag they used yeah, for there for a while to get him on the power play so i mean you know and pinho is i think a great example of a guy you know really stepping up and you know he dropped a 20 goal season even in a shortened campaign which i think is fantastic you know lord only knows where his stats would have ended up um had the full season been played there, really. But, you know, I think Gersich has that ability. And we've seen flashes of it where he's really jumped in and, you know, scored some some big goals and, you know, shown those offensive flashes that he's, you know, he was really great at it in college and things like that. So I think, and like you said, I mean, the Capitals have been pretty big on him. You know, he got the chance to dress for a game or two, at least in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2018. And, you know, I think that, it is a show me year, but I do believe if I remember his contract right, he is a restricted free agent at the end of this season, which, you know, could mean a lot. It could mean little. I mean, I think the Caps are looking for him to take that next step and, you know, really insert himself by adding that offensive layer to his game. That I think is really important for players in those kinds of roles like Brian Pinho. I mean, you can look at him. He got his new contract. He's a one-way deal this coming season, if I remember correctly. So, I mean... You know, I think it's a, a show me type of thing, and you'll get those opportunities. Uh, you were saying about Brian Pinho before the world shut down. It seemed like Brian Pinho was on a pace for a very solid twenty and twenty season, and um, but the way he was playing, it, it could, he could have had a fifty point season, twenty five and twenty five. Very, e I say easily, tongue in cheek, but he was having that kind of season. Um, until, again, the, the world shut down. 
Um, you know, I, I'm not as big on Gersich because, unfortunately, with me, all I remember out of Shane is just he was really picking a lot of fights. And he got into that one against Charlotte that went horribly. And we all thought, okay, you had your one fight. Don't do it again. But he seemed more like, hey, I can do this. And I'm and me and the guys are watching from the stands like, no, don't do this. No, that that that's not the kind of guy that you are. But, you know, I could see him being a really good a two-way forward-like option and honing his skills and becoming a real serviceable bottom six NHL guy that, you know, any young team would, would love to have, like a la Detroit, Anaheim, um, and maybe, dare I say, Nashville, like like in a way. And like you said, I mean, I know, like you said, with uh, you got my mind going back to the season series with the Binghamton Devils. Gersich found a, a very big way to endear himself to Binghamton in a way that, you know, it seemed like every um, every time the two teams were playing that one of their guys was going after Shane for something. And, you know, it's a long season series. Um, if I remember right, Binghamton was one of the teams they ended up playing the most, I think probably the most, with all the Lehigh Valley cancellations. Uh, we saw, I think it dropped that number down a bit. And, you know, every single game, it seemed like whatever Shane did in the early going of the season series, it followed him for the entire set. And, you know, some of that's just going to happen. Somebody was going to get it. It was had, unfortunately had to be him. But, uh, you know, I think that, well, like you, you were saying about him being a two-way player, he's been playing the penalty kill. He's been, you know, kind of one of those guys I think Spencer Carberry kind of calls on in those bigger game scenarios. Obviously, it hasn't shown quite the way it did for Brian Pinnow, where it seemed like every time they put him out in a late-game shift, he would put the puck in the empty net. But, uh, you know, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, Carberry is very confident in going back to. And I think that this year is a show-me kind of year in that, you know, either he demonstrates that with his two-way game or he adds a scoring layer to his game. And with Washington, I think they kind of want to have a little bit of both, like with a guy like Pino that has all those tools in the toolbox. So I think Shane is really poised to have that kind of a season this year where, you know, he's going to follow in that footstep type of thing and he's got a lot of competition i mean some of the other guys i'm sure we're going to talk about here in a, a little bit here that signed recently are competing for time in the nhl so it's it's a it's a tough time to try to beat a washington capital right now but you know i think he's got the opportunity and i think you know it's he's got probably one of the best chances to you know really show everybody this season uh, absolutely Absolutely. And we're going to, like you said, we're going to talk about one of those young guys. Because um, on this past Thursday, at time of this recording, the Bears, you know, not only did one contract signing, not two, but Thruce, three contract signings, keeping hockey writers very busy that day. You should know. And um, one of the guys was Garrett Pilon got signed, got, more or less got an extension. Um, got an additional year tacked on another 750 grand for him heading into the checks notes the 2022-2023 season. Uh, Pilon was another strong player uh, before the world shut down. He had 18 and 18, um, another part of that Hershey scoring machine as well. Um, in this past season, he was more of an assist guy, four for 12 for 16 points. Um, 
it, another signing, another good depth scoring signing for the Bears. I'm not going to object to this. Um, a lot of Islanders fans are nodding their heads at this because they remember Rich, Rich Pilon for the Islanders. And um, again, yeah, bring this kid in because maybe Washington does something with him. Maybe not. I, I think you can't say enough good things about Garrett Pilon being a point-per-game player. Uh, you know, 16 points in 14 games. It was harder to find games in which Pilon did not tally a point in this season going back. And uh, you look, I always go back to his last game was that monster Connor McMichael um, clutch, you know, less than a second left overtime winner that, you know, is probably, I think, my point, the, uh, one of the best finishes I've ever seen, let alone this past season. Um, he had a goal and two assists that game. Like, you know, he, it's one of those things where he quietly – but skillfully put together a lot of good games. I was only sad that we didn't get to see more of him in Hershey. And, you know, we saw him make his NHL debut uh, back at the beginning of May. I think I think it was against my, my Philadelphia Flyers at the time, if I remember right. Uh, very hard to split my focus sometimes, but I was like, if anyone's going to score, I hope it's Pilon. But anyhow, um, you know, I think it was a, a small sample size, but he's just one of those guys that's just been continuously getting better and, you know, adding more to his point total. I mean, obviously it's harder to equate this past season to his first year or his second year. Cause you know, it's three different amounts of games played, but you know, the paces that he was on for all those times that he's been in Hershey has just been getting better. So it looks like we're going to see him next year. And then his contract, like uh, Brian Pinhose becomes one way in 2022, 2023, like you mentioned. Um, so I, it could be the last season of seeing Pilon and Hershey, possibly. I hope not, because for our, selfishly for our sake. But, you know, I think it's – if the Bears are going to make a big run at it, he's going to be just such a, a key component to it. And having him back for a full season at his current, you know, production rate almost makes up for the loss of Phil Maia. But, you know, I think you're going to need a little bit more to, you know, get past that hurdle, unfortunately. Yeah, um, it, Pilon was not a guy like, you know, I don't particularly noticed, but like we see in his stats, he was much more of an assist guy as opposed to somebody um, who had more of that scoring touch back in 19, back in the year of our Lord 2019. Um, so again, I, I'm not going to mind this as a depth signing. It wouldn't surprise me if he would be a trade piece possibly later this season or next year or maybe he might get shipped out west, but we will deal with that when the time uh, comes. So another signing on on uh, on Thursday, and this was really one that I I'm excited about. Uh, Mike Scarbosa returning to the Bears, big fan favorite, um, favorite of my own here. Loved love what he does with Hershey. Um, had a 40 point season before the world shut down as well. And uh, in his first season with Hurts, he had a 30-35 for 65. So just and, and when when he's on with Hershey, he him you can put him there with like you know Molson and Pilon as guys who are always finding a way to to contribute in one way or another. 
and he seems like a real locker room Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Presence as well. So, you know, thank you, Washington. I wanted to have this guy back. It's just what I wanted for Christmas. Oh, 100%. And you can tell that since he came over that playing with Hershey in Washington agrees with Scarbosa a lot. Uh, like you said, 65 points his first season. One of, I think it was just him and Riley Barber to hit the 30 goal mark uh, that first season that he was here. And, you know, it, that was a career year for him, I think, 65 points. So, I mean, you know, if something clearly w agrees with him, I think if you pit him together with, uh, you know, Garrett Pilon and assist man, you know, and we saw flashes of it only for, you know, obviously a handful of games this past season. Uh, there was one clip that I pulled when I was writing my article about him where it was a game earlier in the season against Lehigh where it was Pilon and Scarbosa on a two-on-one and they just went back and forth, back and forth. There was nothing the defenseman or Felix Sandstrom, I believe, was goalie in that situation. <laughs> I think it was an easy one for Scarbosa and I was thinking to myself, you know, put these two guys together and let's just see what happens. You know, they, it's Scarbosa has proved that he can be a setup man as well as a scorer. But I mean, you know, with, and so can Pilon. So, I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, that's such an important aspect of Hershey's roster to have right up there with, you know, how Matt Molson's line was always one of the big ones to have. I mean, obviously we're going to be, you know, minus one Phil Maia this season if Molson returns, which we still don't know at this point, but you know, that's part of the two headed top line monster. The bears have had the last couple of seasons, um, you know, and really, you know, I think if there's anything you could take away from this past season is the bears have a great amount of depth. I mean, you know, that, they're going to be a you know a great team I think to watch for a couple of seasons to be honest with you even if some of these guys move on it's just one of those things you know you think about what they did in the absence of uh, one other key defenseman that we're going to talk about here in a bit I think and um, you know minus so many players you know we thought we'd see Daniel Carr we didn't see Daniel Carr at all last year and the Bears still finished first place I mean there's so many great positives I take away from last year truly Gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Villapiano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Pork Roll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this. I, I said this at kind of the season finale of the podcast. Um, there is a lot to look forward to in October. You know, even if the majority of last team's year, uh, last year's team comes back. I think Hershey could be really, really dangerous. And it's that it's that exciting scoring depth that we haven't had. It, it, and I'm not going to count the 15-16. 
the the hype behind these players is almost dare I say 0910 level just how fun this team could be that it's not going to be like where we're putting up eight goals in back-to-back games that'd be fun but the league's not built for that anymore um but th- this team has so much potential to do really well and that's why you and me are having a lot of fun what are going to have a lot of fun watching this team heading deep into the heart of the summer so the next resigning and this was one that you and me another one you and me were looking forward to was bobby nardella notre dame fighting irish product uh blue line blaster was becoming a really clutch scorer points and assist wise for the hershey bears i will never forget i think it was it was a game in december i think against it was either lehigh or springfield and the bears were were, were coming back and Bobby just set himself up at the right circle, and it passed to him, and he just ripped it right by um, the goalie. And I remember just screaming, "Bobby effing Nardella!" And it seemed like he arrived at that at that moment. And it's really good to see him back after spending a year overseas. I don't blame him with the way the world was. And you know, now just another weapon we could ha- we could put on the the back end. Which, for the way the Bears might look, might be might be adding an IMDb to a battle cruiser. Oh, absolutely! It's amazing that the Bears were able to accomplish what they did this past season, going a full year without Nardella and without Beck Malenstein for the entirety of the season. Because you know, you hate to, those guys were indispensable players. I mean, Nardella, you know, was probably part of the reason the Capitals were so comfortable cr- trading Christian Juice. Um, at the deadline, you know, right before everything shut down uh, for Daniel Sprung because it, you know, was able to supplement a need the Bears had. But Nardella actually finished the season, I think, just like one assist shy of Juice's total from uh, the 1920 season. So it was one of those situations where, you know, you think about you lose him for an entire season. You lose Malenstein, unfortunately, was due to injury. Uh, We missed him a lot this year. Uh, but the, the Bears were able to accomplish so much without those two guys that, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where it feels like you're getting a brand new player almost in a sense. Um, and But that you also know exactly what they bring to the table. And Nardella was so solid with, uh, you know, his assist. He's a perfect power play weapon. Um, you know, wonder what a power play unit of him and Connor McMichael on the top unit is going to look like mm-hmm. with a year of experience under the belt for McMichael. And then Molson, hopefully, should he come back, which we hope he will, um, standing at the front door to clean up some loose change there. I mean, gosh, it's just so much you can think of. It's just so much to look forward to, I think, in that sense, too. Oh, don't you tease me with a good time, sir. Putting Nardella out there... Um, on one of the wing spots, um, maybe McMichael quarterbacking or in the slot, Molson in front. Ah, oh, don't tease me with a good time. Is <laughs> that with, with what this team? It certainly would be the one of the best units I think we've seen since Travis Boyd and uh, Chris Bork and Christian Juice probably filled in similar spots there for Hershey uh, a few years ago, back like you said in fifteen sixteen. Uh, that you know, hey, we got you another Calder Cup final partially because of that too. You know. So, I, I, you know, it feels like the stars are aligning in a sense, but, you know, obviously we're not going to put the cart before the horse here on this podcast for sure. Oh, I definitely will. 
I that's that that's what I do. I'm I, I'm a hack. That that's what I do. Um, you know, no. In all seriousness, folks. I mean, I, I always say the potential for the twelfth to be in the rafters is there. Um, so you know, th- those were the signings. So let's let's take a look at some of um at some of the Bears uh free agencies that are still out there. Um, there's, there's not a lot, but there's, there's a couple, um, this according to our friends over at cap friendly, uh, for any hockey podcaster, please go use cap friendly. It is so great with what they do. So, um, um, this is all off the non, uh, forward roster for all of you who actually look at this site. That mainly means minor leagues or injured, injured guys. Uh, Michael Roffles on there. No, this does not mean Michael Roffles coming to Hershey. No, 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 no. Everybody stop, stop. You are not going to see a Michael Roffle Hershey Bears jersey. No, that's not going to happen. Um, uh, Daniel Carr is a is an unrestricted free agent. We did not see him in Hershey at all. He was stuck in taxi squad hell with the Capitals last year. Um, yeah, 29 years old, former Nashville project. I, I just don't know. I mean, would he be another wep? Would he be another weapon? Yes. Do we really need him? Yeah. I'd like to say yes to that, and mainly just because I was extremely looking forward to seeing him. I was hoping play in Hershey at some point this past year, and like you said, he just got stuck on the taxi squad. I think Peter Laviolette liked him just enough that. He was one of their go-tos for it. I think he even dressed in the playoffs for in the Boston series, if I remember correctly. But, um, you know, he's a guy, he's a former league MVP. And it's just one of those things, you know, I mean, we saw him, if I remember correctly, it was with the Chicago Wolves. Correct. I had to go, I had to go back and look in, at his full stat line. But, you know, league MVP, absolutely pivotal towards getting the Wolves to the Calder Cup finals uh, in 2019. You know, I I think it's one of those things where I would just I would love to see it for a year at least just because you know it's just so rare that you would have a player of that pedigree you know he'd be a perfect call-up option for Washington along with Scarvosa it just adds one more weapon to the arsenal and I think if you have the amount of youth that the Bears have and just a little bit more NHL veteran experience and of course I've been advocating for if you want to test the free agency market there's a few former Hershey Bears that you could possibly pull over um, there would be fan favorites like Nathan Walker, Jason Magna, that I'm obviously just speculating over wildly. Um, but Daniel Carr would be, you know, he fits a need, a left winger, left-handed shot. He could fit the left side of the power play, uh, either of the units, really. I mean, you got Scarbosa, that's a power play guy. You got options there, of course. But, you know, Carr is one of those guys that could fit into one of those units pretty well, I think. And he's got a good shot, great transition game, I think. Um, you know, would love to see it, but... I'm kind of leaning towards where you're saying now that I'm talking about it to myself in a sense that, you know, the bears have a lot of players and it's just one of those things where it has to be the right fit for it. And is it a one year experiment or is it something more? I think we can only time will tell at this point. Yeah. And you are right. He was with the Chicago wolves. Uh, he had a 71 point campaign in 1819 and was part of that wolves wow. team before they got um, obliterated by the Red Army, known as the Charlotte Checkers that season. But who didn't? Um, He was a part of a really good uh, Milwaukee Admirals team. He had 50 points when the world shut down, and Milwaukee was looking really good that that year. Uh, uh, Bears fans were thinking we were going to have a repeat of the 06 
Calder Cup finals, but that it was never meant to be. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I see both sides of the argument. Yes, bring him in. He'd be a great, unbelievable scoring threat, and, you know, not like the Bears really need it. Uh, but like you said, we've got another, a lot of weapons on our, of our own. So um, it's kind of, you know, pick your poison. I mean, do we just sign them so somebody else won't get them? Who knows? Who knows? So um, another guy that is out there is fan favorite Beck Malenstein. Um, he is overseas. He was injured. Um, he's had a good bit of injury time over the past few years. He's not listed as a UVA or an RVA just because um, – now, this is technical jargon, everyone – just because he hasn't played enough games here in the U.S. to count toward a free agent season. Um, I know a lot of fans would love to have Beck back. I would too. Um, I could see this happening. Just be like, come back for another year and see where he stands. I think it's, I was frankly surprised that they haven't signed him sooner in a sense. And uh, like you said, he kind of falls into an odd category, missing all of last season with, uh, was just a, a really poorly timed um, off-season workout injury, if I remember correctly, um, that unfortunately cost him all of this season. But he's he's one of those guys I think a Bears fans really like. I mean, he he's kind of one of those guys that, you know, he reminds me of a lot of Nathan Walker in a sense, where he's, you know, he's fast, he's got that aggressive streak where, you know, he'll bowl over anybody, big or small type of thing. You know, throw, throw his weight around. Um, even a little bit bigger than walks. I remember, um, you know, for 18, 19, they were kind of those shutdown guys that you would put on the wings for, you know, a six on five with a net empty against you type of thing. And they got the job done. They're always selling their selling themselves out to block shots. You know, a lot of the intangible things. Uh, I think Beck was on the way to, you know, having more production, I think, um, you know, finding a scoring touch a little bit more too, which I know is always kind of hard with, uh, you know, how many great scores Hershey's had over the years. But, you know, he he fits in really well. I think, you know, he would shore up Hershey's bottom six pretty well. Um, he's going to have to work his way back up to, you know, um, the top six role, I think, that, you know, I think that he's definitely there for. But you see a lot of guys like, um, like Riley Sutters and Cody Clarks, I think, really excelled with the opportunity to have that extra ice time in Hershey with, you know, just a little bit of a thinner roster, um, you know, they kind of play a similar style as Beck. You know, you got a lot of guys like that that are kind of in the pipeline here. So how that all fits in, you know, I think he would fit in pretty well as a guy with a bit of a scoring edge to him that I think that Clark and Sutter are still working their way up to. But, you know, he's got a lot of potential, I think. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, fan favorite, everybody really likes him within the organization, made his NHL debut uh, not too long ago still. And, you know, I think he's a guy that, it makes sense to bring him back at this point. Absolutely. And, you know, it Beck's a, bi- a big beefy boy, and I've always liked uh, forwards like that. Um, you know, If nothing else, just put him in front of a goalie on a power play and just be like, yeah, try to see around that. Um, yeah, I, I think it will. Um, I think it will. Or if nothing else, he might stay overseas for another year just to get himself back into uh, into shape as well. So, um, hey, that that was a really fun run through of a lo- all the stuff that's happened so far. There will be more to come as we are watching the free agency hurricane, uh, which will be approaching us. But it, it's not ready yet. It's a small, 
it's a small low over the coast of Africa right now. It's not really formed, and it needs to get out over colder waters first. So, um, Corey, thanks for coming on, man. I'm going to give you a minute or so to um, to uh, pimp uh, whatever you're working on. Give us some uh, handles people can follow you by. So, um, the floor is thine. I appreciate it. Uh... Right now, we're just working through, over on my blog, we're just kind of working through reviewing a lot of the players from this past season. I mean, heck, we didn't even get to talk about, uh, you know, all the Hershey signings that we there's still hopefully to be made here. Uh, a few solid depth guys I'm hoping that we get to see, but we're covering those guys, kind of reviewing the season still a little bit, uh, covering a number of topics here. Uh, like Richard mentioned at the beginning, I, I'm attempting a podcast here a little bit. You know, it's an infrequent thing. I'm more of a written guy. Um, so we're kind of sticking to that at this point, but you can follow me over on HBH nation blog on Twitter. That's the handle or bears hockey nation. If you're searching for it, um, follow over on the sin bin. That's where a lot of the other articles go to. Uh, you get a little bit of a double coverage there. We kind of have, um, you know, share a lot of content between the two of us there. So, uh, those sites would be the way to follow us. So you can follow me, Corey Swartz. Uh, my personal Twitter is CSWA 11 on Twitter. Um, you can hear me ramble about the flyers and the bears and things like that. So, or, you know, a few other topics there. So, uh, Richard, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I always enjoy, um, you know, coming on and talking bears hockey with a, with a, you know, very knowledgeable person like yourself. So I appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much, man. Hey, of course, you know, whenever our schedules allow it, um, I'll try to find a way to, uh, to make it possible as well. So to everyone, um, thank you for all of you who have listened today for your times, your listens, your downloads. Um, don't forget more game overs from myself as part of the hockey podcast network, uh, will be made available as they will run all the way through till August, hoping to get a schedule reveal in by then maybe some promotions as well. But for right now, every, everyone go enjoy your summer, grab your chocolate drink and get out there. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.